عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وأفضل الصلاة وأتم التسليم على أكرم الخلق سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد بقول الله عز وجل في محكم تنزيله وعز من قائل بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إنما المؤمنون إخوة فأصلحوا بين أخويكم واتقوا الله لعلكم ترحمون وعن تميم بن أوس الداري رضي الله عنه قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم الدين النصيحة قلنا لمن قال لله ولرسوله ولكتابه ولأئمة المسلمين وعامتهم أو كما قال صلى الله عليه وسلم وعن جرير بن عبد الله البجلي رضي الله عنه بايعت على النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم إقام الصلاة وإيتاء الزكاة والنصح لكل مسلم صدق الله العظيم Honorable العلماء Respected elders, beloved brothers We praise and thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Our creator, sustainer, nourisher and cherisher of the universe And we ask Allah Rabbul Izzat to send his special mercies, blessings, salutations Upon the noblest and choicest of all creation Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be pleased with his family members with his companions, Ridwanullahi ta'ala alayhi majma'een, and all those who follow in their footsteps till the end of time. May Allah make us from amongst them. Ameen, Ya Rabbal Alameen. We also thank and praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for giving us the opportunity and for gathering here, for gathering, gathering us here today in this Mubarak and blessed land. In the hadith, it has been referred to as Khayrul Biqa'. Rasulullah said, On the surface of the earth, the most precious, the most blessed, the best of all lands are the masajid and the houses of Allah. So take it as an opportunity, take it as an honor, take it as a blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He has allowed us to gather here in His Mubarak and he, in his blessed house. Respected brothers, our topic of discussion for today is two beautiful hadith of the Prophet The first hadith is narrated by Tamim ibn Aws ad-Dari radiallahu anhu. And this hadith has been mentioned or it's referred to as Jawami'ul Kalim. What is Jawami'ul Kalim? There are certain hadith that are referred to as Jawami'ul Kalim. And these are those hadith that are very short, very precise, but concise. However, it is very deep in meaning. And this was one of the miracles of the Prophet ﷺ, that he said few words, but it was very, very profound. And it carried depth in meaning. 
So this is one of those hadith. In fact, the ulama and the scholars have written many books on this one hadith. Now what is this hadith? Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam said two words. Two words and we all can memorize this hadith. When we go home, we can tell our wives, you know what, I learned a hadith today. MashaAllah, she'll be waiting to say, hey, there must be learned a long hadith. We can mention these two words. Ad-deenun nasiha. What is a hadith? Don't be scared to say it, brothers. It's permissible to talk. It's fine. Ad-deenun nasiha. What is a hadith? MashaAllah, we know the hadith. So it's good to practice it and share it with others. Ad-deenun nasiha. Deen means, deen is nasiha. What is deen? Deen is Islam. Deen is Iman. Deen is our way of life. What is nasiha? Nasiha means, if you look up the English translation, they got it as well-wishing. Wishing well for the next person. Nasiha means, normally if I say, if I tell someone, ansihli, give me advice. If we open up the Arabic dictionary, then we will find the word nasiha means, takhlisu shay min kulli shawarib, to purify something. To make something wholesome and to make it pure, this is also the meaning of nasiha. So to simplify it, if you got honey and to, to cleanse or the process of making the honey pure, when we extract the wax from the honey, so we will, this will be, we are making nus of the honey. If we are filtering the milk, then the process of purifying the milk, this, is, this will be referred to as a nus as well. Now in the Sharia, when Rasulullah said, Ad-Deenun Nasiha, what did he mean? He meant that Deen, Islam, Iman, this is well-wishing, this is good A'mal, A'mal-e-Salih in the purest of forms. A'mal-e-salih, good deeds, in the best and the purest of forms. Now, but what does it mean? Ad-deenun nasiha. Iman, Islam means well-wishing, not only in actions, not only by words or speech, but also even by thoughts. Also even by thoughts. So our thoughts, our actions, uh, and our speech is wishing well. So the Sahaba said, Ya Rasulullah, Qulna liman, well wishing for who? The Prophet said, for Allah. Now, how do we wish well for Allah? Ulama and scholars explained to us that our relationship with Allah should be on, on the form of nasiha, meaning wishing well, on the concept on the aspect of ihsan so how do we how do we explain this when it comes to our relationship with allah that we worship allah and allah alone i invoke i call i supplicate to allah and to allah alone not ascribing partners unto allah so this will be our relationship with allah then rasulullah sallallahu said Wishing well for the book of Allah. How do we explain this? 
to fulfill the hukuk and the rights of the book of Allah, this is what is meant. Then Rasulullah said, for the leaders of the Muslims, then Rasulullah said, وَلِأَئِمَّةِ الْمُسْلِمِينَ وَعَامَّتِهِمْ For the general Muslims, this deen means to wish well. Now, this is the first hadith or the translation of the hadith. The second hadith is a hadith which is tied up with this hadith, but it's, it's narrated to us by a sahabi by the name of Jarir bin Abdullah al-Bajali. I don't know if is anyone's name here Jarir. It's not a common name. My, my first cousin's son, his name is Jarir. There's only one person I know. But do we know anyone by the name of Jarir? It's rare. It's quite rare. But nobody is speaking. Are the brothers, can the brothers hear me? Maybe I need to put the mic up a bit. Sorry, brother. I just want to see if you guys are listening or what. So just to... Gee, the second hadith, Jarir bin Abdullah al-Bajali. What's the name? Jarir bin Abdullah al-Bajali. Now this Sahabi, we might have not even heard his name. But amazing Sahabi. He comes to the Prophet sallallahu It is the 10th year after Hijrah. 10th year after Hijrah. It is the month of Ramadan. It is the day of Jum'ah. It is the time of Jum'ah. And he's coming, why? He's coming to accept Islam. He's no ordinary man. He's the leader of his tribe, number one. Number two, very, very tall person. So try and visualize this. Tall, he's about six feet. So six foot three, six foot four. This, so in terms of height, well-built, tall person, and extremely, extremely handsome. In fact, he was referred to as Yusuf Hadihil Ummah, the Yusuf of this Ummah. That's how, that's how handsome he was. Allah blessed him with an amazing appearance. So try and visualize the scene, brothers. It is the month of Ramadan, the day of Jum'ah, the time of Jum'ah. The Prophet in Masjid al Nabawi is giving the Jum'ah khutbah, and who walks in? Jarir bin Abdullah al Bajali. He doesn't come alone. He comes with a few people. And he greets. Now obviously he doesn't know the etiquette. So he comes, he greets. And he greets the Prophet ﷺ. But he sees the Prophet ﷺ is busy. So he sits down. And he sits in the congregation. Now he is the narrator of this hadith. After the Jum'ah Salah, he goes to the Prophet ﷺ. And he says, Ya Rasulullah, I've done my research about Islam. I heard about you. I studied about Islam. I'm convinced my heart has been opened. I want to accept Islam. The Prophet ﷺ takes his hand, puts it into his hand as the pledge of allegiance. So when anyone would come to accept Islam, this is what the Prophet ﷺ would do. And he is the narrator of this hadith. So he says to us, Ba'ya'atu Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. I took the pledge of allegiance at the hands of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. How fortunate was he? And there was a general few things. The Prophet sallallahu would make the pledge and he would say that you need to perform salah, you need to discharge zakat. So there were standard conditions. But for Jarir bin Abdullah, 
Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam added one more condition. One more condition. And what was that? He said, one nushi likulli muslimin. To wish well for every Muslim. Jari, this is khas. This is special for you. Now for other sahaba also we find, in fact, Thawban radiallahu anhu, when he came, Rasulullah also added one condition. But he said, Thawban, all these conditions, but I want one more thing from you. Ya Rasulullah, what is that? If you fulfill this, I guarantee you paradise. Don't ask anyone for anything. Ask only from Allah. So Thawban radiallahu anhu, he fulfilled that pledge. And he says, I hope because of this, Allah will grant me Jannah. Nevertheless, Jarir bin Abdullah, his uh, extra condition was wish well for every Muslim. Now, why did the Prophet make this clause for him? He was a very, very influential person, leader of his tribe. If he's wishing well for others, if he, people are going to be influenced by his akhlaq and his character, and it's going to open the doors of Islam for many, many people. So this was the wisdom in Rasulullah mentioning this clause. Coming back to the hadith that I told you, ad-deenun nasiha. Deen means well-wishing. Now, I tell you a little bit about this Sahabi. This Sahabi, Jarir bin Abdullah al-Bajali. In fact, after meeting with Rasulullah he met with a few of the Sahaba. And he said, uh, in fact, Rasulullah was informed about him and he was told that this man is coming. So Jarir asked the Sahaba, did the Prophet ﷺ mention anything about me? So the Sahaba said, yes. He said, a man is going to come to you and he is min khayri dhi yumnin. He is a blessed man. He is a blessed man. Who said this? Rasulullah said this about Jarir bin Abdullah. He said, when I heard this, فَحَمِدْتُ اللَّهَ عَلَىٰ ذَلِكَ I praised and thanked Allah for this. That imagine the Nabi of Allah is speaking highly of me. I praise Allah for this. Now Jarir bin Abdullah, he says, he accepted Islam. It was what year I said? I forgot. What year in Islam he accept? MashaAllah, brothers are listening. Tenth year after Hijrah, he accepted Islam. What year did the Prophet ﷺ pass away? Sorry brothers, I'm trying to do like a Sira program here also. Gee. The Prophet ﷺ passed away in the same year, six months after this. Six, so the Jarir bin Abdullah al-Bajali who accepts Islam in Ramadan, six months later the Prophet ﷺ passes away. So what does this tell us? It, tell us that, it tells us that he only benefited from the company of Rasulullah for six months. And that too, not all the time. It was just a few moments that he had. He says, whenever I saw Rasulullah the Prophet was smiling. And he's not the only Sahabi that, that tells us this. There's many other Sahaba. And he says, he made me feel like he was smiling because of me. Subhanallah. Imagine the Nabi of Allah, so many responsibilities upon him, but he still had the time to smile. So who could have been more busier than the Nabi of Allah who could have had more responsibilities than him? But he still had time to smile. Now, the Prophet ﷺ, it was his habit that for any task, he would send people that, that fit the profile. 
Now Jarir bin Abdullah al-Bajali, he came from this tribe, it was close towards Yemen. And the Prophet ﷺ called him. He said, Jarir, I got a task for you. Ya Rasulullah, I'm ready, whatever it is. Okay. This hadith is mentioned in Bukhari Sharif. Imam Bukhari brings a, a chapter on this. It's called Babu Dil Khalasa. The chapter on Dil Khalasa. So he, say, he tells Jarir, عنه, I want you to go to Khalasa. Khalasa was the name of a place in Yemen. And they had set up like a temple-like temple structure. And there were many idols that were placed in this. People would come from far and wide and worship these idols. In fact, in the hadith, it's referred to as Kaaba Yamaniya or Kaaba Ashamiya. So people, like how people would come to the Kaaba and honor the Kaaba, they would come to this place and honor this place. Now it is in the final stages of the life of the Prophet and Rasulullah knows he's going to leave this world shortly. Uh, his purpose and object was to destroy idols. This was a huge task that need, needed to be accomplished. The Prophet chooses Jarir bin Abdullah al-Bajali He said, oh Jarir, I want you to go and destroy this, this Dil Khalasa, this place, this temple and the idols. I want you to destroy it. Take few people from your tribe and this is your task. Now Jarir bin Abdullah al-Bajali is excited. He's happy. On the one hand, the Prophet ﷺ has chosen him and given him this task of fulfilling this. And he wants to do it. But there's a problem. There's an issue. What is the problem? The problem is this place is quite a distance away. You have to go by horse. And Jarir bin Abdullah al-Bajali had a weakness. He could not ride a horse. He could not ride a horse. Now if he takes an army with him, then... It's very difficult. How is everyone going to go on a camel? The Amir, the leader, he's, he is to go. He's going to be, how is he going to keep up with the group? So he wants to fulfill the task, but at the same time, he thinks, how is it possible? And this is a lesson for us, brothers. Many a times in our life, sometimes we have obstacles, difficulties, and we don't know what to do. But what is the solution? The solution is dua. So he made dua. And he approached the Prophet ﷺ. Ya Rasulullah, I'm ready. Wa kuntu la athbutu ala al-khayl. However, Ya Rasulullah, I cannot mount a horse. And his people knew that Jarir bin Abdullah, if he had to go on a horse, he was going to fall down. And they were jokingly, they would tell him, you know what, it's better, you must just stay on a donkey. So anyway, Jarir bin Abdullah went to the Prophet and said, Ya Rasulullah, I cannot mount a horse. How is it that I'm going to accomplish this task? The Prophet takes his Mubarak and blessed hand and strikes the chest of Jarir bin Abdullah. He gives him a hard shot. So he says, فَضَرَبَ عَلَىٰ صَدْرِي حَتَّى رَأَيْتُ أَثَرَ أَصَابِعِهِ the Prophet ﷺ struck me so hard that I saw his, the signs of his Mubarak fingers on my chest. But he said, after that I was a different person. I felt as if I was a different person. The Prophet ﷺ did this and he made dua for him. 
He said, Allahumma thabbithu. Oh Allah, you keep Jarir firm on the horse. Allahumma thabbithu. Allahumma ja'alhu hadiyan mahdiya. Oh Allah, make him one who is guided, who guides and one who guides others. So who is guided and who is rightly guided, who guides and who is rightly guided. The Prophet ﷺ made this dua for him and this hadith, the dua also is mentioned in Bukhari Sharif. Now, Abdullah bin Jarir anhu, is a different person. He says, when I, when I left there, I felt as if I was a different person. But subhanallah, he is the one narrating the hadith to us. He says to us, فَمَا وَقَعْتُ عَلَىٰ فَرَسِي After that time, I never ever felt of a horse. Even if I took the most rebellious horse, it was as if I was riding a goat. That's how easy it was for me. This was why? Because of the barakah, the blessings of the dua of Rasulullah Nevertheless, he went. He said, I chose 150 horsemen. I selected and chose the best from my tribe. I went to Dhul Khalasa. I accomplished the task of Rasulullah And I returned. When I, I came back, I informed the Prophet He made dua for me. And he made dua for those that accompanied me. And he said to me, well done. This was the first task that Rasulullah gave to Jarir bin Abdullah al-Bajali. There was a second great task that Rasulullah gave to the Sahabi as well. And what was that? He said, oh Abdullah or Jarir bin Abdullah, I want you to go to this area. It was also close to in Yemen and it was inhabited by Jews. I want you to pass the message of Islam to them. So Jarir bin Abdullah al-Bajali again sets out and he goes in the path of Allah taking the message of Islam and he goes to this group of people in Yemen, a place that was inhabited mainly by Jews. When he goes to the area, in the hadith it's mentioned there were two main people from that tribe, Dhu Qila and Dhu Amar. Their names are mentioned in the hadith. So he went to these people who were the leaders of the tribe, the chief, and he presented the message of Islam to them. They listened to him and they said, we are prepared. What you're saying makes sense. What you are saying makes sense. We are prepared to accept, but we're not sure about one thing. If we get clarification on this matter, then we will accept. Okay, what is it? The person that has sent you with this message, this person has passed away. If he has passed away, then we regard him as a true prophet. So, Jarir bin Abdullah al-Bajali is looking and he's thinking for a moment, how, how do these people know the unseen? Or what makes them make this statement? I just came from the Nabi of Allah now. How is it that he has passed? They're saying he has passed away one or two days ago. So he asked them, they said this is mentioned in our scripture. That a man will come and he will claim the message to be the final prophet. And he will pass away and this, these dates are mentioned. If he has passed away, then we will accept the message. So Jarir bin Abdullah al-Bajali anhu is taken aback. He leaves it. And subhanallah, he is in that place when a group of sahaba come 
and they are passing through there with the message that a few days ago the Prophet has passed away. When they receive this message and it's, they informed of it, these people accept Islam, Dhu Qila and Dhu Amr, and their entire tribe also accepts Islam. Now, brothers coming, these were two main incidents in the life of Jarir bin Abdullah al-Bajali radiallahu anhu that I shared with you. He has there's many other incidents, but the, these were two main tasks that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam gave to him. Imagine such a short period, but what a great Sahabi he became known as. Right? This was why, because of the suhbah, the companionship of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. We know for a person to be classified as a Sahabi, all he had to do was bring Iman, die in the condition of Iman, and even for a moment, be in the blessed company of the Prophet It wasn't even a condition to see the Prophet Because there were many Sahaba that were blind. Abdullah bin Ummi Maktoum was a Sahabi that was blind. He never see the Prophet physically. But he, he benefited from his company. This made him a Sahabi. And the second main message that we need to take home is the beautiful hadith of Jarir bin Abdullah al-Bajali radiallahu anhu that he shares with us. And that is the hadith about wishing well for every Muslim. Wishing well. Having the well-being at heart, not only by actions, not only by speech, but even by thought. Our thought process, wishing well. This is something that has come out of the ummah. Some, we are looking for excuses to, to run down the next, next person. So even our thoughts should be wishing well for the ummah. And I'll conclude this discussion by giving, by giving you a practical example from the life of the same Sahabi, Jarir bin Abdullah al-Bajali radiallahu anhu. Later on, after the Prophet sallallahu passed away, in his life, there's an incident mentioned that he was doing a business deal. So he had his slave, his worker that was there. And he said, I'm looking for a conveyance. I'm looking for a car, go buy me a car. Looking for a car in our times now. At that time there was no cars. So a conveyance, it was a horse. So the slave goes and he, he finds the, uh, a nice conveyance. And he makes a deal with the, uh, with the seller. And they agree at a price of 300 dirhams. They come back. And he says, okay, everything is, deal is concluded. I just need to take you to, to my master who is Jarir bin Abdullah, just to confirm the deal. He brings this person, the seller, with the conveyance to Jarir bin Abdullah. The deal is done. I got an amazing price. The price is 300 dirhams. Done deal. Jarir bin Abdullah al-Bajali looks at the horse and he says, no, this, this horse is not worth 300 this horse is worth 400. So the seller is saying, now if you want to give me 400, no problem. I'm happy with 300, but if you want to give me 400, no problem. So he said, okay, let me take it for a test drive. Here, if, if you ask someone to take it for a test drive, he won't bring it back. So make sure you go with him, right? But anyway, Jarir bin Abdullah, he went, he came back, he's, and then he said, no, in his mind, he's thinking, you know what, this is not worth 400. It's not even worth 500. 
It's not even worth 600. He came back and he said, no, I need to think about this. Eventually he says, I'm going to pay you 800 for this. Now people were there, they might be thinking, you know what, maybe something is wrong with this brother. You know, look at him. The man is, it's a done deal. The deal is concluded. He's, rather, he's a happy, willing buyers, willing seller. We're not talking about permissible and not permissible. We're talking about one nushi likulli muslimin. Wishing well for every Muslim and for every person. Jarir bin Abdullah Bajali, when they asked him, the man was ready for 300. Why did you not conclude the deal? What was the reason for giving him 800? He said, this man did not know the value of this horse. In my heart, I knew this horse is worth 800. This man never knew it. He never knew the value. I knew the value. When I accepted Islam, one of the conditions of my pledge to, on Rasulullah was to wish well for every person. The deal could have been done now, but tomorrow on the day of Qiyamah, how would I have faced Rasulullah knowing in my heart that I'm doing this man down? This is a practical example from the life of Jarir bin Abdullah al-Bajali anhu to the extent that he went to practice on the on the pledge and the advice given to him by Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Brothers, my time is up. In fact, I'm over time. But we make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he makes us well-wishers. He makes us well-wishers for the entire ummah, for our family members, for our close friends, for our communities, for the entire ummah. This is something that has come out of the ummah. We have to make dua and we have to make an effort to get to this. May Allah grant us pure hearts like that of Jarir bin Abdullah al-Bajali radiallahu May Allah make us of those who imitate and emulate and follow in the Mubarak uh, footsteps of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam and his blessed companions. Allah give us all tawfiq. Wa akhiru da'wana.